<laughs> Did I throw you off? No. This episode of Says Who is brought to you by you through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who. Our Patreon, where pretty much every Sunday you get this all over again. Who wouldn't want that? If you give it the 5 or $10 a month level because you become a, a, a member of a little thing we call the Town Watch that is... Uh, a half an hour version of this where it's looser and you, again you get it if you give it the 5 or $10 a month level that $10 a month level also gets you a sticker in the mail every month because you become a member of the Says Who Sticker Club it's a great club you should join it patreon.com slash says who Daniel yeah, Maureen I write books you do I am happy to report that I've been looking at the final versions of the cover of Death at Morning House. Well, that's exciting. It's going to be, I'm doing a big librarian thing, a big online event with lots of librarians. This will be tomorrow when this goes out and they'll see the cover for the first time. Well, that's fun. I'll see the cover for the first, I've seen the drafts, but I'll see the okay. final final. Well, I'm excited. Fun. Um... So I'll pre-order information soon, but if you like mysteries that are about old murders, new murders. Oh, yeah. I've heard uh, about and, those. And remotely the history of, uh, it, it doesn't talk about the history of fascism in America, but it does touch okay. on the fact that it was just out there. What and, about a murder that's somewhere in between old and new? Has it got that too? Yeah. Awesome. Actually... Yes. Man, you've got a full three bears worth of murders in there. Listen, I make a guarantee how many murders you're going to get per book. I love it. You're going to get lots of murders, and I will never hurt an animal in my store. I am constitutionally... There was a point where I thought I was going to have to do animal cruelty, and I couldn't... I won't do it. Okay. So I turned it around, and instead of cruelty, the cat in question got... Adopted by an amazing person who <laughs> cooked it fresh salmon every day and installed velvet cushions on all of their windows. Uh, you definitely zigged instead of zagged on that one. It turns out I was like, well, what if instead of animal cruelty, I have just an animal get saved and adopted and uh, leads the best life ever? What does it say about you that you won't do animal cruelty, but you will do human animal cruelty? I, it's something to do with the fact that animals don't know they're acting. Hmm. Like humans, those, we like dog actors. Nah, you see, that's the thing. They don't know what television is, Jen. What about they don't the know what movies horses? are? They don't know. They don't know what it is. Mm -hmm. And so they're always just though. being themselves. They oh. don't know what it's fakery. It's also like when a baby's in a show. I'm like, that baby doesn't know this isn't real. It's true. Except that dancing baby. I always think about that when I see a baby in a show. I'm like, you don't know nothing. Like when they're crying, I'm like, oh, no, did someone hit the baby? Like, what happened? You dumbass baby. You don't know shit. Or if you have to have a cry, do you have to sit around and wait till the baby's crying? Like, well, if we sit there eventually, it'll get sad. <laughs> That's how it works. I think about it all the time. I appreciate that. It's the details. Speaking of details, if you would like to get Maureen's books that aren't the book that she was just talking about because it's not out yet. Not out yet. You can go to kickbezosintheballs.org where we sell a whole bunch of books. And you can even find other books because there's a search box for books at kickbezosintheballs.org. And since you're on the internet doing things, why not head over to merch.sayswhopodcast.com where we have Says Who merchandise. Or if you have a thing that you would like to put a patch on, maybe go to shop.dansinker.com where I sell three patches. The internet. It has things.
It's my new slogan for the internet. <sighs> the internet. That will probably kill us. Maybe it already has. Ghost us. Ghost us in the machine. Dan, as we step into, like, we are all, it's like if 2024 is a pool and it has uh-huh. maybe, say, five steps to get into it. Okay. Yeah. To, you know how, like, when you step into a cold pool, you're like, well, I'll just stand here for 12 hours until yeah. I get used to this. Yeah. I think we're about to, we're, we've just put our foot on the second step. Okay. Okay. And I feel like as you, I, it's been very lifey in a lot of these past episodes, but I can feel it's like when you're listening to a techno song and the beats about beats about to drop. It's, a, it's about to drop, and it's just like it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. Anyway, it's hasn't like, dropped yet. It's like we're in the blood rave in Blade Two. Where I have the, never the, the, the blood sprinklers are about to go off on us. Blade Two is a very strange movie, but there's I mean, a there's a rave there's a vampire rave scene in it, and when the beat drops, they just spray blood sprinklers everywhere for the raving vampires to just rave out on. I think I understand what one of the scenes in what we do in the shadows is was making fun of now. Yeah. Yep, it was. Anyway, well, this I think we're going to have blood sprinkles talk. and none of us are vampires. Welcome to Blade 2 Talk with Danny and Maureen. <laughs> Welcome to the Daywalker podcast. Is that what they say? He's a dead Blade is a daywalker. He's a vampire who can walk in the day. Well, that's... And he slays other vampires. It's the Blade movies are great. Wesley Snipes at his, at his finest. This Dan, this is not Blade talking. Damn it! This is this is says who with Danny Pants and Maureen mm, bra. I don't know. Like I was trying to do a, it didn't work out. <sighs> Just didn't work out. Let's go. Welcome. Hmm. Ha! This says who? The podcast that isn't a podcast. It's a coping strategy. I'm Dan Sinker. I wasn't expecting you to actually finish that. Yeah. And I'm Maureen Johnson. And Dan, before I forget, I have yeah. a put this on the absolute must-see Danny Pants movie list for okay. you and the tiny one. Blade 2? Stop talking about Blade 2. Okay. My eight-year-old, you've, upset my, you've upset my dog. Maybe your Have dog's you watched, a vampire. My dog is not a vampire. Have you watched Next Goal Wins? Uh, no, the but the the Taika Watiti film. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have not watched that yet, but I did watch the documentary that it's based on. You should watch which it. Which is also called Next Goal Wins. I'm excited. I noticed that it just entered streaming. It's great. I, I, I liked it, and I don't like... Sport. I'm like, ugh, sports movie. Yeah. I have never gotten into a sports movie. Like, it just, they don't click with me. Okay. But it's weird and funny. Like, mm-hmm. it's weird. It's weird in that way that Taika Waititi movies are always yeah. a little off kilter. Yeah, yeah. Um, And it's, just, it's uh, 
and a very amusing use of a Michael Fassbender. Okay. But it's a feel-good soccer story about just yeah. a team trying to score one goal. The documentary is amazing. It's truly fantastic. I was very excited when I learned that he had optioned that to make it into a film. It's entertaining. I liked oh, it a lot. Great. And I was I bet that especially with your little one loving soccer as they do, like they this went bare. Uh well, that's fantastic. And thanks for tuning in to Maureen and Dan's movie talk. Talk a tyka talk. Next up, Chris Christopherson in the original Blade movie. Wait, what? Yeah, he's in the original Blade movie as well. He plays Blades like um who's in in uh in the James Bond films, who's the like person that makes all the gadgets? What are they Q? called? Q. Like he plays kind of Blades Q, where he makes Chris Christopherson? Mm-hmm. Where he makes all sorts of weapons the, for Blades to singer? go kill. The singer. He's also an actor. I know, but what? Okay. Yeah. It's fantastic. Okay, I mean, I'm sure it's great. That's all. I've never seen a Blade movie. Well, this is your problem, not mine. I've never this seen a, a Fast in the thing. Never seen a Fast and the Furious. This is a t- what the fuck. What? What are you doing with your life? I just haven't seen any of them. Lord. Is that? I know people like them. They're fantastic. And the Furious. Mm-hmm. That too. The Fantastic and the Furious. This has been Fantastic and the Furious talk with Maureen and Danny Pants. Why are we still talking about movies, Dan? I don't know. When we How have- are you? I am fine. I am really trying to adjust to my new vision world. Oh, yeah. Seeing yeah, yeah. is hard. Like, it's been... I'm, I'm a little bit waylaid by the fact that I... About two months ago now... One day, or I guess it was like a month ago and a month and a half ago, my left eye, half of it just fogged over. And that's where we're at. That's basically the whole story. And I went to the doctor and they're like, yep. So, uh, but I will be doing Dr. Glaucom Flecken's podcast, which goes out to a lot of eye doctors. So maybe someone will have an idea about how I could <laughs> see better because no, no lens corrects it. It's just there. Right. So it's like I'm trying to read through a frosted window pane. Perfect. It's hard. That sounds very hard. And also, as somebody with eye issues, having your vision suddenly change dramatically, it's like that is the your interface to the world is suddenly different. Yeah. And it's it's disconcerting in a lot of ways that are very hard to articulate. I I it literally just one day I was like, something in my eye? Nope, nothing in my eye. Yes, I had some sort of event. In my eye, that changed my vision, and it's—I don't know that it can be fixed. And I'm told that in time, my brain will probably adjust. Yeah, it has not yet adjusted. So that is wild. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. But I sometimes I'm just like this morning. I'm just sitting here, and there's just part of me that wants to stop working because I can't see right. Like, right, and it's frustrating. I'm like, I I can't see right. I want to get up and. Not be doing this. It's only I can't in one eye. It. Like if you were to put a patch over that eye, would you be able to see clearly? No, I see worse. Weirdly, what? Yeah, when I patch this eye, this eye is blurry almost entirely. Oh well, that might be a that might be a vision thing. It might be a vision thing, but yeah, this eye is really blurry, and this eye is clearer. You should get a monocle for the eye that it's blurry. 
There you go. You could be a you could be a high patch monocle, Maureen. That's finally that's, that's my your next stage. That's my final. Uh, I, yeah, not final form. Next stage. Yeah, I think that that would be that would cut a cut a cut a quite a figure. It was one of those things where the doctor's like, "Yeah, you're a." Sus- that was when I went in. They're like, "You do a lot of cocaine." I was like, uh, no. <laughs> "Did they really say that?" Yeah. Wow. Because one of the things they go through a list. Did you answer? Are you cool? I was like, "Are you kidding me? Why are you holding?" <laughs> I try to be cool. Oh uh, yeah, I love cocaine. <laughs> never seen cocaine, Dan. You know that. No, I never have. Either. It's probably been around me. It's probably like literally people are doing it as soon as I turn my back, and I've never once seen it. I know a guy who bought a old house in the Philadelphia suburbs, and oh, checks out already. Whatever you're about to say, and went to renovate it. And opened up a ceiling and out fell bricks of cocaine (laughs) wrapped, cellophane wrapped, duct tape wrapped bricks of cocaine. Like they looked like the size of like he posted a photo. They looked like the size of like a flower bag. I would get in my car and I would drive away as quickly as possible. He drove them to a police station. I would be like, mob, come and take your stuff. (laughs) I found it accidentally. As far as I know, he didn't get killed. That's great. And is still living in the house. Which direction were the suburbs? Do you know? I don't. No. The ordinal. I I only know that he lived in the greater Philadelphia area. That tracks. And now is a cocaine kingpin. Great. Yeah. No, they did ask me that. They were like, do you take a, have you just recently had a cold, like a cold or the flu? No. Did you, do you do cocaine? Take no, and then the last one was caffeine. I was like, and the hand went up. Wait, so did they explain with, the cocaine yeah. part? Okay, all of those things have to do with things that dilate or constrict blood vessels. Like okay. it has to do all with right. an event. That, okay, so I think some sort of occlusion or something that. Yeah. Just, so uh, that may have been the wrong words to the wrong use of the word occlusion, and it may have been the right one, but basically who, an event. Who will know? A blood vessel event. Yeah. So that apparently was rare, but I think is more common after COVID. Speaking of COVID, Maureen, we discussed this on, uh, I think, the upcoming week's Town Watch. But uh, but the teen finally got COVID. He is. You are now the final girl. <laughs> I am the final girl in my house. Out of like basically my family and yours, you are final girl. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, 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 I only, only our, our mutual pal Akilah Hughes is the only other person I know at this point, I think, that has never had it. Do you think you've ever had a, like a subclinical case, like just a non? I mean, logic would say yes, but also I, uh, I tend to test with a fair, like, if I'm feeling kind of. Blah, I will test. So, I don't know, but uh, but yeah, he got it last week, and uh, the college that he goes to, they actually move you to a hotel, and you are not allowed to leave your room, your hotel room. Uh, and they give you a, a sizable DoorDash, uh, daily stipend to feed yourself, and then they have like a, a daily form you have to fill out 
he never had a fever. Um, he never actually was all that bad off. But um, but you know, he has he is in a suite of like his normal room is a suite, so he has a lot of roommates. And uh I appreciate that they moved them out. That was great. And then uh and then he just stayed there. And what? then it turned out that the people so that it seems that the the college contracts with some kind of contractor because he had like a 24 7 number that he could text or call and he would get immediate responses you know so like for instance the hotel room he was in did not have a fridge and that was you know difficult if you're living exclusively in a room and you're ordering food there's no way to keep that food good or whatever uh, so he contacted them and they were like, oh, well, we'll call the front desk. And then they were like, OK, cool. We're getting a, a fridge just coming up for you. You know, like like super amazingly responsive. And then this weekend hit and he was so he never had a fever. Right. Uh, but he but he was symptomatic, not massively symptomatic, but but, you know, quite congested and began to have a little bit of a cough. And then this weekend, he clearly was on the upswing. You know, very tired was his his main thing. Um, and so the super responsive contractors, they can't clear you to leave. The like the the college health people give you the all clear and they don't work weekends. And this was a three day weekend. <laughs> so he just suddenly was like, I'm trapped here. I like. Nobody can tell me to go. I feel fine. Uh, but there's no one that can give me the go ahead. He and he's a good kid. So he followed directions like they were like, you can't leave your room. So he never left his room. The windows don't open in his room either. So like he spent a full week in a single room hotel room with no open window. Yeah. Um, at one point. One thing that was very gratifying as a parent was he was so bored that he wanted to video chat every day, right? which was wonderful. But at one point he was like, yeah, sometimes I do do this for just, just for a change of location. And he went and brought the video camera into the closet <laughs> and sat in the closet. And then yesterday he was like, yeah, do you want to see my view? And then he like showed us out the window, which it's like one of those hotels. It's sort of it's he's facing nothing, you know. Right. And then he was like, this is my other view. And then he walked over to the peephole on his door and <laughs> held his phone up to it. And he was like, sometimes I look through this just to see what's going on. <laughs> Anyway, he uh, he finally was given the all clear to leave today. So I'm I'm very happy. Also, was, first I of think all, eight days. That's the fucking way to do it. Oh, that's yeah. that's the way to do it. Like, yeah, fuck yes. And you're like, well, the money. But yeah, yeah, no fuckers. You're not spreading covid. You're not it, making sure that some of those people will get long covid or yeah. immunocompromised people can be not be able to go to class, etc. Uh, yeah, and the person is allowed to get sufficient rest and get better. Yeah. No, it was definitely the way to do it, but it was just very funny Brilliant. how, like, every step was fantastic until the fact that, like, oh, the people that can clear you won't work for the next three days. <laughs> this is sort of how I felt when I was in my hotel, because I was trying to figure out how to get back across the country. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm still pretty sick. Right. Yeah, and you were really, really 
Sick. Well, I was, I had, it was like a flu. So I was like, I'm still trying to figure out how to, like when I'm, like the CDC says I can do it after such and such a time. Right. But I'm still sick and I'm still testing very strong positive. Yeah. You know, it was, and then it was like, okay, I finally got a negative test and I really jumped through the one hole. Like I have to say I nailed that because yeah, I did. was sick again the next day. But I was like the one day that I was not testing positive was the day I flew home. And then I bounced back. But having it in a hotel, yeah. absolutely. I think mine was probably nicer. Yeah, his was fine. Like yeah, he had a king size like, bed, which he was very excited yeah. about on day one. And by the end, he was. You make up your little routine. You're like, yeah. okay, you know, I every day I'd be like, sometimes I leave here. And I go sit on that little sofa, yeah, near the window, yeah. And you then had I openable things, which oh, that would have been very nice for him had he had openable I op things. I opened that screen to the ocean breeze yeah. when I arrived, and I never closed it. Yeah, not once. That yeah. sea breeze was nice and easy to breathe. He was out by an airport, so uh, nice. That's you know a little different. But still, that's just the way to go. And I'm so glad that he's home. And hey, yeah. COVID's not over and maybe never will be. <laughs> yeah. 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 But um, but yeah, so that's been a that's been an interesting thing all week is like being very far away from your kid that has COVID. I mean, thank goodness that uh he was never Super sick. That he wasn't super sick. He's super smart too. He's yeah, and very responsible. And like, very responsible. You know, he probably could have just left this weekend, but he actually was like, "Well, I want to know what I'm supposed to do at night when me and my roommate are in our rooms." You know, like, and I don't want to go and just wing that. You know, right? Ironically, basically, the response was, "We don't know." That's the thing that was truly amazing about all of this is that they're like, and this has been true forever. But like, what the end of a person's time with COVID looks like seems to still yeah. be a quite a mystery. There's a lot you would think that with all we know about COVID now, with you know most people having had it, that there's like there's some response, but still, sometimes when you get it, it's like, "Welp." <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, that that was that was so interesting was that they had so much that they had thought through. But then kind of the end was sort of like, probably you're good. So anyway, I think he is good because he he's. Yeah. Anyway, but that's. But yeah, just before we started recording, he was like, I'm back. That's great. And also, there's like flood warnings happening in Southern California right now, oh, which good. is where he is. So that was the other fun thing where it was like, oh, now you get to take a lift through floods. Oh, is but that happening again? Like there's been bad. a lot of epic rain. Again. Yeah. Yeah. That place is that place has gotten wet. Lately. That that was happening. I was there because I was in San Luis Obispo and I was stuck while they had just gone through a flood. Yeah. Like. It was a flood so huge that people were out of their homes and a a child had been swept away in the flood. Like Jesus. It was, yeah, a child was lost. They were actively looking for a child who had been lost in the floods, the wow. flash flooding. So it was, yeah, it was, I had arrived during like a crazy time. 
That so, is wild. And then I was in their hotel enjoying their beautiful weather. Oh, man. And some very tasty food. The weather today here is beautiful, and I haven't been outside in any of it. Cold as balls here, Dan. Not like Mexico. Oh, well, yeah. I, I, I remember being in Mexico. Hmm. I would love to be somewhere warm. I mean, it yeah. is it is like 50-something degrees today, but I've been in the basement working all day. So, I don't soon, know. Soon, 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 soon. Soon, soon, soon? Yeah, the, the days are longer oh, already. Yeah, though. they are. It's true. I check my watch every day. I'm like the sunset police. <laughs> I just... I'm always like, what, okay, what's the time today? Check the app on my phone. Confirm with the sky. Yeah, uh, that's a good way to confirm. So in Mexico, we were getting like these really nice. There was still even a little light up until like almost seven. So we were able to really be out there. But by, you know, five, six o'clock was still pretty sunny. So I was like, primo. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, still in here in New York, we're getting a good, decent a decent 5.35, And every day we're getting that little and we're moving towards the extra hour. And yeah, then well, soon we'll spring forward. So fuck yeah, we will, Dan. And feeling great about it because that means we're jumping in another step into the pool of 2024. That's true. And um there is stuff a bubbling. And wow. I need to I need to talk about the first thing, which we will cover. In the upcoming uh, town watch, but we briefly have to address it here <laughs> because I'm obsessed. And the that Trump is the, shoes. That is the Trump sneaker. Yeah, I didn't know about the Trump sneaker until Dan introduced me to the Trump sneaker. Well, while we were recording the the and town watch, the whole town watch became about us looking at this bananas website. <laughs> Where you can buy what are almost certainly AI generated golden pictures of golden Trump sneakers, weird perfumes. Yeah. Um, it is a it is a dizzying website, <clears throat> truly. And it's <clears throat> sorry. That website is gettrumpsneakers.com. It is unlike anything I've ever seen. It appears to be it appears to be like generated by accident or something. It's just, it just, just seems to exist. It, it looks like it was AI generated. It has images look AI generated. The website itself has a real distinct aesthetic of a website from about mm, 2001. And the copy seems to have been written by like someone who, who failed comp 101 and has been assigned this as extra work in order to pass for the semester. Like it is very weird and very like, and there's a lot of things like, do you want these gold sneakers? May You may not pay them that you, there's no refunds and you may not get the sneakers picture, but order quickly because there's only a thousand. That's truly the most amazing part is that it's just says all sales are final. All there are, are final. no refunds, but it nope. also s- specifically says you may not get the sneaker that is pictured. You may not get the sneaker that is pictured, but we will also make it to order. Yeah. You know, Maureen, I'm looking again at this site. The The gaudy gold fake Air Force Ones have sold out. Oh, yeah. 
but they still have you can pre-order these either red or white I believe the Nike term for it is fly knit the like shoes that sort of you put on like a sock you know Um, like these fake fly knit running shoes and I'm looking at it now and I'm realizing that so there's a red pair and a white pair and the white pair has a lot of detail on the stitching and that sort of thing. And the red pair is clearly just the white pair photoshopped into being red. So things are a lot smoother and there's like just some real detail missing from the reds. Imagine seeing a pair of these out in the wild. <laughs> Where do you think these are being sold? Where do you think we're going to see a golden Trump sneaker? I mean... Th- we're buying into the logic that they actually sold any of these, right? Like they claim that they are sold out, but, and they claim that they, they manufactured a thousand pairs and they were selling for $400, $399 a pair. But that's taking a real. Well, they didn't manufacture a thousand pairs because they're all being made to order. Right. I guess they've released a thousand pairs. The other thing that was funny is I read another detail is that 10 of the thousand pairs will be randomly autographed by Donald Trump. Cool. Yeah. But I just don't totally believe that they. I think think there will be some sneakers. I mean, he was posing with sneakers so that they at least manufactured a, 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 you know, a, a, a prototype demo run of them. I think they'll send a. I, I'm I'm confused about the perfumes that smell like success or whatever, yeah. and they're called 47. Yeah. So this was an exciting entry into the events of this year and how, how shit is going to go. He also debuted them at like an actual sneakerhead conference that he spoke at, which is can't quite figure out how they landed that one. It was in Philadelphia, Dan, that's how. Yeah. And uh, he got booed badly. Hey, Philly Pride. I hope Gritty came for him. You just see Gritty at the back of the room, just waiting, all (laughs) googly-eyed. You just look around, there's Gritty. Gritty's like... that I talked with the guy who designed Gritty? I think so, but... Yeah, that's pretty great. Hero. nice guy. But Dan... Trump, aside from selling his sh- incredibly shiny news, they are shiny. Let, uh, let me just say, they're more gold than you think they are. They're they're the most golden shoe you'll ever see. Yeah, they are definitely the most golden shoe you'll ever see. Yeah, they are. Because you think it's like, oh, it's going to be kind of like a LeMay or yeah. slightly subdued. These are actively shiny. Imagine <laughs> the, the goldest shoe you've ever seen at like a DSW clearance rack. Of which there are often a pair of golden shoes. These are twice that gold. Yeah, they're real shiny. I don't know what the fuck these things are made of, but um, they're impressive. They they are they are they will they will you will stand out in a crowd for sure. Everyone will look and go, "Wow, okay feet." Now, you know, I think that's what they'll <laughs> say. <laughs> Good luck with your big clown shoes, you fucking weirdos. <laughs> It's weird. It's weird. But Dan, we have news. Let's we, talk about what's happening. 2024 news style. Well, while debuting his golden shoes, 
was maybe a highlight of Donald Trump's week. He also needed the money because this week, New York Judge Arthur Engeron finally released his long-awaited ruling in Donald Trump's New York civil fraud case for overinflating his property values. And Maureen, the expectation was that it would end up costing Trump a lot of money. Nobody was quite ready for the actual amount, which is $355 million plus interest. That interest could make the whole thing add up to closer to $450 million. Wow. That's a lot of million dollars. That's a lot of money. It's $450 million. Do you think he has $450 million? We'll get to that in a minute. Okay. Uh, He is also, Donald Trump is also barred for three years from serving in top roles at any New York company, including the Trump Organization. Eric and Dojo are also on the hook. They each have to pay more than four million bucks a piece, and they are barred from running things for two years. As the New York Times puts it, quote, Eric Trump is the company's de facto chief executive. The ruling throws into doubt whether any member of the family can run the business in the near term. So that's pretty funny. Right. Well, I mean, yeah, that's I I don't hate that. In his decision, Engeron minced no words, writing, quote, their complete lack of contrition and remorse borders on pathological. <laughs> they are accused only of inflating asset values to make more money. The documents prove this over and over again. This is a venial sin, not a mortal sin. Catholic Def- school shout. Yeah. Defendants did not commit murder or arson. They did not rob a bank at gunshot. Donald Trump is not Bernard Madoff. Yet defendants are incapable of admitting error of their ways. Instead, they adopt a see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil posture in the evidence that the evidence belies. Hmm. He went on to write in order to borrow more and more at lower rates. Defendants submitted blatantly false financial data to the accountants, resulting in fraudulent financial statements. When confronted at trial with the statements, defendants' fact and expert witnesses simply denied reality, (laughs) and defendants failed to accept responsibility or to impose internal controls to prevent further recurrences. Hmm. On Trump, on the witness stand, he said... Overall, Donald Trump rarely responded to the questions asked, and he frequently interjected long, irrelevant speeches on issues far beyond the scope of the trial. His refusal to answer the questions directly, or in some cases at all, severely compromised his credibility. (laughs) Boiled down to defendants' refusal to admit error, indeed to continue it, according to the Independent Monitor, constrains this court to conclude that they will engage in it going forward unless judiciously restrained. He also waxed it poetic, saying, quote, The English poet Alexander Pope first declared, To err is human, to forgive is divine. Defendants apparently are of a different mind. Uh, I don't know how that one last one applies. His whole thing is that they had no remorse, right? That they could, they are erring and they are not saying, yes, I guess you're right. Yeah, it's It's not about remorse. It's about forgiveness. Come on, motherfucker. You don't even know your shit, guy. I mean, I look, 
this guy is sensational. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's provided us with a lot of good times the last couple of months, but I'm, if I was grading his essay, I would be like, okay, you've, you've brought, you've, first of all, I guess good that you didn't start with a quote or Webster's dictionary defines guilt as whatever, <laughs> you know, trying to conclude with a quote, you're also not going to fly. So, you know, it's, I would, again, as the, as your comp, te- as more, as more in your comp teacher, I'll be like, quit the shit with the quotes. I see quotes. I'm like, I, I take out my little red pen. You have to either pick a very interesting quote, a juicy yep. quote, or really land it right, or yep. you don't get to use one. I, um, there are a couple of things that I, back when I used to teach magazine writing, remember at one point there was something that, that talked about quotes, how you should never end with a quote. And it was basically like, you should get the last fucking word in your story. Like, don't put a quote in that someone else. Take it. And I always try to do that now. I always try to get the last word. Unless you're letting a person talk and they just say something so sensationally. Well, sure. That you, like, you get a really good one. You can sometimes trail it off with. Yeah. That if it's really something spectacular yeah. and weird. But even that, it is amazing how how much you have to handhold the reader sometimes. Or like, you have to end with like, a, I, I'm thinking like nonfiction wise, you would end with yeah. like a, a stinger of a sentence where you observe their action for yeah. at least a sentence after exactly. that. So. The big one, and I actually used this in a in an email that I was writing on this Aquila thing about the, the podcast that we're doing together about the conclusion for episode one. And I was like, you know, a million years ago now, I used to teach this article about magazine writing and written by some crusty, probably dead now, like magazine writer. And it was always, you need to have a conclusion that resonates like a gong. And Maureen, I think about that all the time. That's nice. Anytime I write shit, I think about resonates like a gong. Cause you want that. Yeah. You want thinking the... about it afterwards. Yeah. That's what you want. I started the new book. I've every once in a while I start a book with a quote, but it's rare. Yeah, but it's got to be like something really juicy. Got to be from the dictionary if you do it. Fuck yeah, Webster's Dictionary, yeah. nothing like it. Death and Boarding House Webster's starts- Dictionary defines murder as. That's how your new book starts. The you've uh, got time. My, yep. If it doesn't, you've got time. I start. I start the Death at Morning House with a part of a poem by Louise Gluck. Called the Drowned Children. The Oxford English Dictionary defines murder as the unlawful, premeditated killing of one human being by another. But let me ask you this. Okay. What if it was a fish? And then you go into your book where the fish murders everyone. Far out. Mm hmm. Murder at Fish House. No, oh, you can do uh, it Philly style murder in Fish Town. Look, it's actually a town of fish. I have, I have just uh, giving out free ideas here. This is great, Dan. I mean, I, I, I really appreciate it. Yeah, the book is, the book is done. But next time, I, you know, I'm always writing more. I could start yeah. out with the Webster's Dictionary. There's got to be a fun spin on that. But you know, here, this is the quote that starts "Death at Morning Ooh. House." Are you ready? Ooh, exclusive. Here we go. Yeah. It's real Four short. Four score and seven years ago. It's short. No. 
Oh, okay. You see, they have no judgment, so it is natural they should drown. Nice. That's it. I like it. And, that, and, it, and it really does kind of sum up a lot of the... So you see, you have to really choose your... This has been Comp 101 with Danny and Maureen. That's our that's new us. podcast where we talk you through writing your essay. <laughs> we could probably do that. Would you like to... You wanted, you know what, Dan? You know how what? like there's all these instructors like master classes, David Balducci teaching you how to write thrillers and such. Yeah. There's a guy that'll teach you space exploration. That's sure. my favorite. That's handy. They, they have a guy that teaches. I was like, that's, that's, yeah, good. This is how you astronauts. Yeah, it's perfect. Just so in you take, case. You take your rocket and wait, it's Dan, Dan and Maureen's master, Dan, new Patreon level, Dan and Maureen's master class. That's fun. Come on, we could do a master class. We could definitely do a master class. Us snickering at that guy. By the way, <laughs> to those on the Facebook group, I saw you trying to figure out who it was we were talking yeah. about uh, when the last guy week's at, Patreon. And I will say, someone got it, and I, I slow, I gave them a little bit of a nod. <laughs> Congratulations, web sleuths in the group. <laughs> well, well done. Well, 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 Maury Johnson, the $450 million. This Pope thing is bothering me because this guy has been the Pope? pretty. The Alexander Pope quote. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, it's, this isn't his whole thing. I don't know I where know, it shows up in his thing. I was just grabbing quotes. It's bugging me. Okay. I mean, you could, he's in New York. You could go, you could go talk to him. Knock, knock, knock. Excuse me, Judge. Yeah. yeah, what do you want? I want to talk about the use of this quote. Hey, what's up? I'm a judge. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I opened up a book of quotes. I asked, uh, I looked online. I said, give me a quote about judging or making mistakes. And this was the first one I read. So I stuck it in my decision. It make me look smart. There you judge, go. I think judges do stuff like that. I very oh, definitely vividly remember the O.J. Simpson trial, which was presided by Judge Lance Ito. Mm -hmm. This was on television for a while. Man, that was, a, that, that was like a sense memory when you said that name. And he did this really, because that trial was televised. It was a big fucking deal. Yeah. And he kept putting clocks on his bench. So, like, by the end, it seemed like he had dozens of clocks what? on his bench. He just kept adding clocks to his bench. It was like a thing. I remember this being a thing of him having a bunch of clocks. Okay. And it was some sort of, it was like basically yield anti-clock shop by the end of the trial. Wow. He must I don't know that I remember that. I That's my memory of it is that he had a whole bunch of clocks. And I was like, I didn't know you get to just decorate your bench with shit. <laughs> like a okay. mascot and a stuffed animal and... It's like when you go to the bingo hall and the people have all their little tchotchkes laid out in front of them. I, I didn't know people did that. Oh, yeah. You <laughs> okay. Go to, you go to like an old school bingo hall that smells like old cigarettes and half the players have a whole bunch of like little lucky bits in front of them. You know what, Dan? I was just thinking about if people wanted to know, say, what the not so far away past smelled like, say, like the 70s or something. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was reading a, an article about something that happened in the 70s, and I was like, 
I think the biggest sense memory, and this is a faint sense memory. Yeah. But I feel like, and I wasn't alive, 60s or whatever, but like everything smelled like smoke. Oh, yeah. Like you, I think if someone now walked in, they would just be bowled over by the, just the baked in. Oh, yeah. S- indoor smoking smell. Absolutely. Of everything. Yeah, without a doubt. Like there's people on talk shows and they're smoking. Like yeah. they're just sitting there and there's like an ashtray. I was like, everything just reeks. That's the first thing is you walk in. And even if they're not smoking at the time, it'd just be like, it just kind of smells like cigarette smoke. Yeah. And oh, that's yeah. the past. Yeah, that is the past. Anyway, tell anyway, us Anyway, let's then. get back to the present where the $450 million that Donald Trump has to pay in fines for this coupled with the $83 million that just a couple of weeks ago it was decided he needed to pay E. Jean Carroll for the defamation suit against him. That combines for more than half a billion dollars, Maureen, with a B. And according to the New York Times, quote, threatens to wipe out a stockpile of cash, stocks, and bonds that he has amassed since leaving the White House. He has only 30 days or so to come up with the money, or to persuade an outside company to post a bond. This is true even if he appeals. He needs to put the money in hawk, basically. He needs to put it with a bond All of company. It. Yeah. If But if a bond company pays, he only pays a percentage to the bond company. And then uh, he doesn't have to pony up the whole thing until appeals are exhausted, which he has already said he's going to appeal. Okay. But let's just say that even the bonding company wants 10%. Yeah, that's a lot of money. That is, okay, so we're talking about... $45 million. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot, a lot of money. It's more than that because it's 45 plus uh, 83. Yeah. Yeah, so it's 50 million plus. It's, yep. And I don't know if the E. Jean Carroll stuff has to be put into a bond in the same speed as... uh, so don't quote me on that. Anyway, according to the New York Times, as of last year, Mr. Trump, this is a quote where they call him Mr. Trump, was sitting on more than $350 million in cash and cash equivalents. Times review of his financial records, sh- that, that's that's from the Times review of his financial records. In an interview under oath with uh, Attorney General Letitia James' office last year, Mr. Trump said the number was above 400 million, though the Times was unable to verify that amount. So by his own volition, he does not have this in cash. Close, but doesn't have this amount. Times went on to say the former president derives much of his net worth from his properties. And if he runs out of cash, he might have to sell or mortgage one. Although he will not go bankrupt because the value of those buildings far exceeds the penalty imposed by the justice, selling any real estate would be a personal affront to the former president who glories in his properties. A little, It's a little flowery there, New York Times. Yeah. It also might not be easy. It often takes time to find a buyer willing to pay a good price. Uh, con- uh, Dan Maureen, comp talking. How do you feel about that glories in his properties? I don't like it. Yeah, I don't like it for well for a for a factual news article. What if it's in the New Yorker? Well, I mean, I mean, ultimately, it's fine. I just think that, first of all, I think it's a weird way of describing it. 
Mm. He glories in his properties. That's a a very flowery way of saying he prides himself in, you know, his holdings or whatever. Like that's how probably how I would say it. Mm. Former president who prides himself in his property holdings or whatever, who defines himself by his there property There we go. That's, I think yeah. that's that yeah. I think is more more what we're looking for here. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's what I would do. Although I kind of like it in the sense because it looks like he's taking pictures of these prop and like rubbing them on his belly. Yeah. That's what they say. He's like, <laughs> yeah. And that's why I kind of like that because it's yeah. like, Ugh. I mean, it, it, it is a more evocative way of saying it, but it's just a weird article mm. to, to suddenly slip an evocative phrase in. It doesn't belong in the newspaper. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. But a magazine, you can get away with that shit. Yeah, sure. This is when comp talking with Maureen and Dan. Dan? Yeah. We have also hot times coming up in New York City because we're zeroing in on about a month until his uh, criminal trial starts month and here. A few days, yeah. I believe they finally set a date of the 25th hot for the uh, Stormy Daniels hush money one. It's going to be good times for us. Yeah. And we're still waiting to see if um, if things will restart on the January 6th trial. I don't think George- they are. I think they'll be held. So waiting on January 6th, where are we with documents? Documents has been booted to May, but I think it might have been. I think it's still theoretically in May, but generally seems that it will be booted again. And tried in. Who who knows? No, that's Florida. The documents well, is, is Florida. It's definitely going to be tried in Florida. Yeah, yeah. Even yeah. though the documents originate from DC or Yeah, because the crime was in but And Marlon. Georgia is Georgia's, who knows? There's been all sorts of wildness with Georgia with uh with Fannie Willis, the prosecutor, turns out has been having an affair with one of the people she hired for the case and Trump's people are trying to use that as a reason to get her taken off the case because it's a conflict of interest, which I don't totally understand how it's a conflict of interest. It's certainly not necessarily the best thing in the world, but uh, but yeah, so that's been sort of a whole side sideshow, but uh, we still don't have a date for that one. Think that'll be this year, Dan? No, I don't. I don't believe that one will be this year. So it could even be after he's won. Mm -hmm. And that one would still, I mean, they could make a bunch of arguments that he's a sitting president and he can't go to a trial for six weeks and blah, blah, blah. And they, you know, someone might listen to that. Um, But that one he can't pardon himself for because it's a state trial. And so Trump claims on this beautiful website that he's always wanted to sell these sneakers. Yeah. It's a lifelong dream. Yeah. To sell golden sneakers who to weirdos. Who wouldn't? That's our dream. That's long been my dream. I want to sell golden sneakers to weirdos. <laughs> and uh, so, Dan, it's um, Issa getting spicy. It is a getting spicy. She gets spicy. She gets so, a spicy. So that's why this week, now here we are in Maureen's oh mindfulness moment. I don't know if people want these, but they're getting them. They are. And that's sort of my mindfulness moment is maybe people don't want what you have to offer. <laughs> We're not all going to come up with million dollar ideas. 
<laughs> There's a lot of pressure out there. You know, you feel like the world's just full of shit right now. Too much stuff. And you're like, AI is going to fucking fuck us all, take over our stuff. And it's so dumb and it makes weird stuff. And people are selling gold sneakers and Trump is and Biden are running with each other again. And everyone's got to hustle. and Everyone's got to promote them. It feels like a lot of shit. You're like, I got to go out there with my thing. And sometimes you're like, eh, it's not so good, my thing. <laughs> Look at this thing I have. Own your thing. Look, it's fine. We shouldn't have to hustle like this anyway. Not everything can be commodified. Stop trying to commodify everything. You're not a brand. There's, no matter what they tell you, you're simply not one. And you don't have to just commodify your stuff. So that's why, that's what the pressure's about. This false idea that you're trying to make a, co a commodity out of an eye, like just something that just exists, like an idea or a feeling or a hat. Don't worry about it. It's just an idea, a feeling or a hat. You don't have to package it and sell it. Don't worry about it. That's my mindfulness moment. There's a lot of shit out there. It doesn't mean you have to wrap it in a bow and try to like make it a big thing. It's too much shit. Let's all just sit down and have soup. I like that there are three things in the world. An idea, a feeling, and a hat. Pretty much. Yeah. An idea, a feeling, and a hat. That's how it works. When you look at Instagram ads, and God help us, we do. Yeah, we do. It's just, it's so relentless that it makes me feel tired. Yeah. Like, eh. That's sort of my reaction to everything now. Ugh. <laughs> 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 but then well, I see stuff I like, and I'm like, yeah. On I feel that jazzed. Note. I feel jazzed about the making of stuff. But yeah. the thing is, it here's what I don't like about it. It's that you have to get excited about everything, and that reservoir of enthusiasm runs dry. Right. Allow yourself a fallow period. Sure. Where you're not constantly having to create. That's where the hustle exhaustion comes from. You right. need a fallow period to create. Yeah. And also people need a period where they're not just getting stuff shoved at them because it's just, there's just the, the brain runs out of, you know, the attention economy is just, I can't just believe I said attention economy, but this is the kind of shit that gets inserted into our heads. Yep. Allow I, yourself uh, to just lie fallow. I mostly now use Instagram to watch sign painters post their videos of painting signs and it is the best. Sign painter Instagram is a good good place to be. Cleaning Instagram got me. Oh boy. Oof, it's good. Mm. I uh, the tighter see with the tidy and organized or the people that go into like hoarders houses and clean them up for them. <laughs> I was like That's on Instagram? Yeah, there's like a woman who goes in and like she travels and cleans people's houses. And it's complete. It's disgusting. Like she has to shovel through stuff, and she's really happy because she loves it. She fucking loves it. She's smiling all the. She's like, look at this. Look, there's like mice in here, and she's like, like it's all moldy, and she's just like, yay. I think it. She's sponsored by Scrub Daddy, but she does, I think, legitimately provide free services to people that need. Okay. That may have gone through like a mental health crisis and need someone to like clean out their house that is completely rotted. Yeah. 
So, yeah, I, I, that I was like, okay, you can do that all day long and I'll watch that. Also, I'm thinking I should really probably get into refinishing furniture. That's sort of something that I... You don't have the space for that, Maureen. I know that, but like my parents have some... want to revisit the idea that you get a place... Yes, you should Remember absolutely. That, the barn would have been perfect for refinishing furniture. Like, can make it really cool. Like, they put like fabric and crazy colors on it, and right. make, like zany furniture. Zany yep. Maureen Zany furniture. I love it. MaureenZanyFurniture dot com. I would have so much weird shit going on in that barn. I'd be like, everyone, come to my barn and make your stuff, and That'd then we'll have fun. like we'll have like ropes hanging so you can swing and like do yoga and like climb up on nets and stuff and. The thing is, you can make this true. You can make your dream a reality. How? By buying a house with a barn. Nah. (laughs) Well, on that note. Stay in here. Best city in the world. Says Who is made possible by you through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who. Our Patreon, where pretty much every Sunday you get this all over again. If you give it the 5 or $10 a month level, that $10 a month level also gets you a sticker sent to you by me in the mail every month because you become a member of the Says Who Sticker Club. Our theme music was performed by Ted Leo. Our logo was designed by Darth. You can contact us at Says Who Podcast on Threads. Or at says who at omfg.town on Mastodon. You can email at hey, that is H E Y at says who podcast.com. Join the discussion on Facebook at slash group slash says whovians. Our Facebook group is moderated by Janice Dillard. If you want to join the fan run Discord server, you can always go to tinyurl.com slash says who Discord. Barnes and Noble Book Festival, Barnes and Noble, Barnes and Noble Union Square, Sunday, March 3rd. I am going to be there. You can buy tickets. I'll be signing. I'll be doing a spotlight signing. Wow. Uh, I'll, I will put up a, uh, you have to buy a ticket. Um, but I, I think you have to buy a book. You must purchase one copy of the author's book from Barnes and Noble Union Square in order to gain access. So that's how you get in is to buy this book. And I'll be doing a spotlight signing. Come out and say hi. It is. Uh, yeah. So it is a ticketed event at Barnes and Noble Union Square. Um, but I'm very excited, and if you would like to come and see me, come and see me. That is exciting. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. How exciting. But stop it. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to just keep saying it until you think maybe I'm being mean about it. You are. I was trying to see if and I could also find the invitation to the big, doing a big um, presentation to librarians this Thursday that I think is like a it's an offer that has gone out to like lots of librarians and media specialists. It's like a big thing, but I don't know if I can. So uh, just talk. Well, uh, spread the word, subscribe, please leave stars and reviews on Apple podcasts, Spotify, or wherever it is that you can listen. And you can join us next Wednesday, February 28th, usually the last day of February, but not this year, not this year. Second to last day of February for our very next episode. From my basement in Chicago, I am Dan Sinker. And from New York City, best city in the world, mm. no notes. <laughs> Everyone loves it. I'm Maureen Johnson. And this has been Says Who. I finished right on time. Yeah. Well, it's because we're professionals. That's what it is. 
That's what it is. We're a mess. Yes.